Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of the Sideliners podcast. I am your host, Brad Siegel, joined today by my co-hosts and good friends, Ben Solis and John Miles. How are we doing today? Pretty good. 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 Shocked that we've done 30 of these. I know. I was just going to say, it's we've come a very long way. Um, Thanks to everyone that that still listens. Um, We always appreciate you. We're very happy to still be doing this almost, I mean, what, six, six months later? Yeah, it's crazy. We we didn't think we'd get this far when we first started this. Definitely. Yeah, no. it's it's come a long way. <laughs> um, so uh, we're gonna spend today's episode um recapping the four initial play-in games, and then we're gonna predict the next two uh tonight and tomorrow. We'll get to the rest of the playoff matchups on Monday, and they will have been they will be underway. But you know we could use the help in our predictions because. I at least am uh, not so great at that. Uh, evidently, that's from the these last four games that we saw, which were all over the place. But you know, it's to be expected. Playoff right. basketball. And before we get to that, it's time for a message from our sponsors over at Anchor. And so, let's hear from them before anything else, right? Of course. Now here's a break from our sponsors over at Anchor. And we are back. Thank you from that lovely sponsor over from Anchor. Always appreciated us much. And we love Anchor. We really do. We mean you it know, every single do. time. We're getting much better at um, just getting it out quickly and just executing. I, I complimented John on it last week, and I'm going to compliment you on it this week. I mean, we've uh, got to keep the content rolling, you know? Gotta get no, it really just – we're definitely executing, you know? Like, as we as we record more episodes, we just get better and better, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so quick little recap of four playing games. Uh, we'll start from the beginning. Pacers Hornets. Um, I know Ben and I picked the Hornets. John picked the Pacers. Dead wrong. Oh. The 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 Pacers just made the Hornets look flat all night. I mean, and Ben, I'll I'll let you talk a little bit about the Terry Rozier performance, but it just I don't know. I wasn't expecting the Pacers to explode like that. I mean. Credit credit to John because I do think that um, his argument about you know experience and just how how Pacers have been able to have have they been in that position before and that they've been able to so that they can compete. But I mean, we might as well just call this part of the podcast the evisceration of the Charlotte Hornets because <laughs> oh my lord! I mean, Terry Rozier. I mean, he went went zero for nine from three. I mean, it's that's like an anomaly in and itself. And then you have. You know, Miles Bridges getting frustrated the whole game. Lamelo didn't have the greatest game. I mean, the only bright spot was Cody Zeller, which you know, Cody Zeller's Cody Zeller, baby. That's that's my man. Of course, um, mm-hmm. but it, it was just a bad game all around, and they didn't look like uh, they didn't that they wanted to be there. Much like another team, at least for the first half, <laughs> well, first quarter. I think I think the Hornets look like a team that is one or two years away from playoff, like really playoff contention. I think they can yeah. put it together next year. It's just that they just weren't prepared to play the Pacers. I mean, the Pacers played like they were playing like they were playing down ten in Game Seven of the NBA Finals. They just kept on running up the score. It's mad disrespectful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They score a lot. But, um, right. Uh, so moving on to the Celtics Wizards game. Um, I also missed on this one. <laughs> um, yeah. 
and we we knew it would took a big game. It would take a big game from Tatum and uh, Tatum stepped up to the plate and delivered for sure. Fifty points from Tatum. Yeah, did did y'all? Fit, no, it was just I think it was just fifty. But it was just 50. did y'all? Oh, okay. Did y'all watch the the? Did y'all at least watch that that part of the third quarter where he scored like twelve minutes or twelve points straight? It was just yeah. all him. That was, I did not. I was actually unable to watch, but you know I keep up. I always do. Um, like the the part of that game, it was it was close through the first two quarters, and then something about the third quarter just something something went off in Tatum's mind where he just had to let loose and just score every bucket. Yeah, um, the Wizards had a had a big stretch where they didn't score in the, at the beginning of the third quarter, and then also Russell Westbrook. I mean, we know that he's not the greatest shooter, but I mean, he also had a really terrible shooting performance as well yeah from what i did get to see i mean he went six or 18 i i, re- I watched one stretch of the game where I, I was talking to someone and he i was like man russell westbrook's really been on a tear lately and he was like yeah i just he's just not a shooter like i don't know like he really just gets frustrated and i was like yeah you know i guess whatever next possession i watched russell westbrook airball a three and then he comes down <laughs> the celtics score next possession Westbrook drives, he gets a charge, and then I was just like, "All right, okay, maybe you're right." Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think we also we also downplayed the effect of Bradley Beal's injury. Yeah, we, we didn't talk about that at all. He mm-hmm. didn't he didn't look anything like the player that we've seen all season. It's really just well, he still had twenty three points. I mean, it's not like he had a I'm, bad. I mean, maybe for his standards, yeah. I mean, he did shoot twenty five shots, but. I don't know. Maybe it's just a volume thing for for those two guys. Yeah, maybe so. But I mean, they they get to play the Pacers, and that game is going to be a grin and grind battle to the end. Yeah, I honestly, we'll get to the predictions in a little bit, but I'm I'm not quite sure either. Um, moving on to the Western Conference games that took place last night. Um, first the Spurs, Grizzlies game, and we went in with very low expectations, and through the first half. The first quarter, um, we looked to be pretty right about that one, and then this like uh, we were down. I guess what twenty five to six. We're down twenty one in the first quarter mm-hmm. at one point, and we go on a fifteen zero run. We compete. We're down by seven at the half. Take the lead in the fourth quarter, just for it to all come crashing down. We just couldn't stop Valanciunas. I mean, he had what twenty three boards. I think twenty four. That's 20, ridiculous. In the game. He was he was crazy. It's horrible. Uh, well, I because you you saw the impact of Valanciunas, but then like who is more impactful in that game, Dylan Brooks or Valanciunas? Because Dylan Brooks held DeRozan to I think it was O of eleven from the field. Yeah, or, or, or five for twenty from the field. I think. But to be totally honest, I I don't like Dylan Brooks definitely deserves some credit for that, but I don't think he deserves. Uh, like as much as the people on TV were giving him, I, I honestly think DeRozan sh- would shoot those shots on a regular basis and make them. I just think it was an off night for him. Like maybe I'm being biased, but I feel like he's kind of just the mid range is what he does, and it just wasn't falling for him. Mm-hmm. And so, not to not, not only did he go five for twenty one in the game, Dejounte Murray went four for seventeen. So just not a good shooting night at all from the Spurs, and they were still able to compete which was entertaining but couldn't quite put it together yeah just um i saw something that said um 
everybody was already clowning the Spurs. I saw the tweet that said, it looks like the Spurs were as disinterested at making the playoffs as we were in them. What a disappointment. Yeah. Then literally 20 minutes later, he said, man, what is going on right now? Because right. I, that comeback was, was nice. And I was, of course, uh, cheering, cheering my, um, I can't say that on air, but, you know, it's whatever. Well, Ben, I'm going to quote you. I, I got a text from Ben at approximately, let me look. I got a text from Ben at approximately. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, wait, where is it? <laughs> Um, you're gonna read this verbatim? Yeah, but I can't find it. What is going on with me? Oh man, um, I lost it. Anyway, I w- it went along the lines of um, I'm gonna need this uh, this pop pep talk tomorrow before my WAP test. <laughs> and um, I, I mean, did you did you feel pretty like you could just imagine it in your head? Like, did you feel pretty motivated before the test this morning? Of course. I mean, okay, so. Were we all watching uh, right before the second quarter started? That Pop, I, was not. I think I think Pop's interview was like blurted blurred out uh, for like at least half of half of the the time. Like they just, they just wouldn't let him speak. They cut off his mic because he was probably saying some very questionable things. That right, I can only imagine. <laughs> then, but hey, let's let's get to that final game. That a game that was very frustrating for a Warriors fan. Um, yeah, um, we talked about the impact of Steph Curry, and I'm happy. I, I I feel like I nailed that one right on the right on the coffin, but kind of just it breaks me even for the for the games. But we figured Curry would make a huge impact. He actually, I think, got more help from his you know rotation than we thought initially. Obviously, the the Warriors actually led most of the game, but I really just think playoff Braun. Playoff AD, playoff Lakers just got the better of him, like we yeah. thought. I mean, I um, completely agree. He's just, I, I just, I mean, we said it last time. It's, it's LeBron. It's really just like he's unbeatable, pretty much. So I don't, I, don't, I can't see it going any other way. Right. It, it, it just, it just feels right. It was, it was cold, but <laughs> what another thing? Um, y'all have y'all seen the the meme already of Bron? And his 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 uh Oscar worthy performance of him crying, um when he got fouled. I think it was by Draymond Green. Oh, uh, I did for, see that. That was that was hilarious. Get that man an Oscar, but um, um before we. Oh, go ahead. Uh, in all seriousness, um, you know, I think Lakers just. I mean, when there's a will, they're just gonna they're just gonna do it. And you got LeBron, LeBron, when LeBron hits a three like that. You know the th- the the quote about the three rims. I don't really care about that. That's whatever. But when he just hits a shot like that, it's kind of like, you know, you just gotta you just gotta take it. You can't really do much. Great defense by the Warriors, and it was just right. Nice uh, before before we move on to predictions for the next couple games, uh, I just want to note: not only did my Spurs lose last night, the Rangers got no hit for the second time this year. You did mention Ooh. that, like. Just a horrible sports night. Like, that was just so sad. And, the, okay, quick quick little backstory. I'm going to deviate a little bit. So, the the pitcher that did it, Corey Kluber, um, I know y'all aren't huge MLB fans, so you won't know about this. He was really – he was a, you know, all-star pitcher for the um, Indians. He signed with the Rangers before the 2020 season. He was, like, our star free agent signing. 
And then he went on to his first start, like, I think it was opening day. He throws, like, five pitches, like, tears his shoulder out for the season. And then we don't re-sign him. We're like, whatever, he's washed, he's hurt. And he comes again, he, he signs with the Yankees, and he comes with those, and he no-hits us. Like, <laughs> so disrespectful. Anyway, we'll talk about some no-hitters and how often it's happening, maybe another episode. But moving on to predictions for uh, tonight's game and tomorrow's game. Tonight, we've got the Wizards and the Pacers. Um, I'll let someone else talk for a little bit. <laughs> Here, John, you can you can go. I'm still kind of deciding on this one. It's going to be a tough uh, Well, I think, I think after we saw both of those games, it would be like, I don't know. You would think to pick the Pacers – but here I'm going to have to pick the Wizards just because it's Russell Westbrook. Uh, I think he's just going to dominate the game. And uh, Oh, yeah. I, I definitely don't think you have to pick the Pacers just because they won. That's that's well, yeah, some recency bias for you. Exactly. Um, For for me, I think I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be the Sabonis show, to be completely honest. I think – I don't think Washington has a big that's going to be able to handle uh, whatever play Sabonis – uh, can come up in the post, whether it's him going to that hook shot or him finding the open guy. I think that I think he does get that triple double tonight. He was one assist off uh, Tuesday. I think the Pacers do take this one. Um, I totally agree. I think it absolutely comes down to the play of Sabonis, really over the play of Westbrook and Beal, because you know Westbrook at least is going to have a huge chip on his shoulder after last game, and you saw the the video of him walking into the locker room yeah. all frustrated. Yeah, yeah. but. And Bradley Beal, too, obviously. Hopefully he's been resting last, yesterday and today. But um, I think if Sabonis can take advantage of the, you know, the matchup that he gets, then sure, if he can take over, the Pacers have a shot. But I'm going to go with um, my consistent Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal pick, and I'm going to take the Wizards. And two, two to one on this one. All right. Hey, it, the one usually works out. I'm usually wrong. So that's good for you. Yeah, Hopefully. I'm a little scared, Brad. Take the same thing as me. Whatever, John. Oh, man. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> um, moving on to probably the more exciting game, at least for me. Um, we get to watch some more Steph Curry uh, and the Warriors take on the Grizzlies tomorrow night. I just think, I mean, how can you not bet on the Warriors? It's, I mean, if the Grizzlies went out and dominated, you, I mean, maybe. But again, it, it kind of has the same feeling. Like, how can you – the Warriors aren't going to miss the playoffs. It just doesn't feel like that could happen. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Is, is a menace to society, at least to Spurs fans. He's, he's good at airballing threes, too. He really did that, like, <laughs> he's, twice. He's, he's only good at cashing them, too, so it's it's kind of a, a coin flip with him. But, yeah, I don't I, – obviously, it's going to be Ja versus Curry. Uh, that's the marquee matchup. I just – I mean, can you bet against Curry? I don't think you can. No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, these, these teams played, like, less than a week ago. And I know. the Warriors were in control the whole game. Yeah, War- so, Warriors. I, mean, I think Warriors get this handily. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, it's all gonna be Steph Curry. It's literally. I think I think Steph's gonna make more threes than Joe makes twos, and that's that's just gonna be. Oh wow, that's bold. John makes a lot bold. of twos, man. That is bold. I like. that. I know. Just I like saying. That. I like that. Alrighty, well, I think that is a good place to end today's episode. Um. It was it was super fun breaking everything down. Hopefully, we, we at least I fare a little better uh, in these next couple games, and we will have some playoff predictions for you on Monday. 
course, make make sure to check us out on Spotify. Leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and we will see y'all on Monday. Have a good one.